the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We've taken a two-week hiatus. We've uh, we've we've joined the whichever multiverse theory you subscribe to. We are now in a, a future. We are no longer in 2021. Mm, we are in the true. future, and we bring you to today. Uh, I'm here. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I'm here with Eric Brennan Silverman. Brennan Silverman. I just, I just really killed you that. One. I wanted That's, to say something else. It's too late. It's totally. It's too yeah, late. It's, it's too out late. of the universe. Yep. It's beautiful. You are now no Brennan Silverman. <laughs> You are now the new Brennan. I've created a whole new. This is the beauty of multiverse. That's mm-hmm. like you can have like different versions of different folks everywhere. I think that's what I was thinking about. Amazing. I, I just was. I've been watching Titans a lot. And so like there's a lot of. I thought maybe it was stuff. coming from the new Spider-Man. No, I haven't watched that yet. I haven't seen either. Yeah, but like I, I love the multiverse and like anyways, we'll, we'll get into that discussion some other time. I don't want to. Uh, great great start. We, we definitely haven't right. lost any steam over the exactly. past two weeks. Just like, hey, Bridget, there's a, there's a Bridget McDonald's. <laughs> Poor Bridget. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this chaos. <laughs> oh, this is why we don't record for two weeks. We don't know anything. Imagine if we had shows last two weeks. <laughs> All right. Uh, How are you, Bridget? I'm all right. Yeah. Just uh, plugging along. Yeah, how's um? How did you guys survive the the, the cold snap? I mean, w- you guys are aware that we're a, a ski family now, apparently. So my, my son is really big into it. He's doing really well. He's already got to his first competition, and like, not even a month ago, we there were no skis in this house. There there was no gear, um, and he's just really dedicated himself to it and like pushed, 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 and 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 through that cold week where. Um, I don't know. He was he was still out there. I think maybe they took one day when it was like negative twenty or whatever. But other than that, they were they were still training. So, you know, cheering them on and doing what a ski parent does. I guess it's it's, it's cool. It's it's all okay. new. It's all very new. So when you go to meets, you're allowed to go to meets, right? Like because it's outside, right? Yeah. Yep. So do you like does does Lisa bring a, a Mexican flag and you bring a Brazilian flag and just no. it all around? Like <laughs> that you see in the Olympics. Awesome, that would be awesome. No, we don't. You should totally still, do that. That's the whole point of this whole thing. I'm, I'm still and feeling the whole thing out. To the finish line, make them carry both. And- yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You should totally do that. I would, I would, I would be all over that. I'd be like, that's not a bad idea, actually. That's, that's I'd be funny. like, I'd be like, you know, we're gonna be the one family that just does not shame their kid, but like, we'll maybe like, <laughs> yes. Well, see, that's I think that's the key point right there is would he even do it? And then and that's probably a hard no. No, 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 no. no. You, are, you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to. 
Right. See, the, the, the beautiful thing is you just drape it over them as they're finishing and they can't like if they if it falls off it falls off but if they hold on to it they're not yeah it's just a reaction you get i don't know if i can catch him he on skis and me in boots i don't think it'll happen yeah but, well, if, but anyway if, that's you should try it just because if if it happens it should be recorded because if you <laughs> fall that even be funnier so yeah that's yeah that i guess that's the big news is is just being involved in this whole new world it's uh it's what it's interesting it's interesting Nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just, you know, like I see people in skis doing cross country because over here by Como Lake, people do that in the golf course. I think it's I think it's interesting, but I just, you know, I I I don't know. You know how much I feel about the oppressive whiteness in winter. So like I don't think anybody in any of your two podcasts has ever heard you mention that. So I don't I, it's, it's a it's a big mystery, Rodrigo. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I like going sledding. I mean we went sledding yesterday because like you know, trying to go outside and and when it's when it's decent weather, it's 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 okay. So, yesterday we went sledding. Me and Santi went sledding, and it was it was fun. That, that's a good that's a good experience. Uh, but I mean, overall, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we we have to play um we have to play uh, the Hunger Games of which card you leave outside. Hopefully, it starts, and which one goes into the garage. <laughs> so that that that's that's mostly like literally we're like we're like. Uh, we're like weather folks when it comes to like the below 20 we're like which way is the wind coming from so what does that mean from this house where so which way should the car face right and so we're like yeah, that's how we do it so yep yep mm-hmm. any other updates bridget on your end you got to give us something what what's what what was your favorite gift either or either that you got or that you uh gave uh maybe over the holiday uh i think the f- my favorite thing I received was a Kindle. So I, my sister got me one of those. So I've been reading at night and it's, it's really nice to be able to just turn the lights off and still sit there and read and not be like scrolling my phone. So that's kind of a new nightly ritual now. Um, I really like I it too. Have, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I ended up hitting jackpot on the gifts I got for my niece and nephew. So oh, yeah, was what was that? uh got my niece the the bluey cartoon toys the uh there's an rv and a jeep and the rv comes with stickers so you can like plaster it however you want and she had fun with that and my nephew is like 18 months really likes cars so i got him the uh that play school like car ramp where it like goes down in a circle and he opened that was probably one of the first things he opened Christmas Eve and he'd like pay attention to the other toys as they came out. But then you keep going back to that. We sat there with that thing for like two hours. It was awesome. That is a very good sign when, when yeah. yours is the gift and he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's get back to this. <laughs> I was worried he had one already or something. Cause I'm, I'm not over there often enough to, to see what all he has and what he doesn't uh-huh. really likes, but that was that was a hit that was exciting so well done tia yeah. well done yeah no and welcome to the bluey club if you if you <laughs> if you're new to the bluey club bluey is literally like one of the I family pastimes in this household yeah i've watched a couple episodes because that's usually the one i if i'm gonna go find something on on netflix or on demand for for live to watch she's she's five we can pretty much put on anything she's okay with it but um yeah the, the whole family is like 
running through all the names on these these boxes the toys came in and like she she's five we watched the wire together it's no big deal <laughs> i was gonna say that, that that's eric's introduction I mean, we, yeah i'll say hey this this movie's on do you want to watch this no i don't know what i want to watch okay well like some random stuff on discoveries on this will be fairly safe for you <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> right no i think the first time santi and i watched uh like one of these like uh survival shows like on the discovery oh, channel right yeah he was like oh he's like oh this is interesting and then they see the then they see him kill an animal and i'm like oh we gotta talk about this now yeah okay yeah. can be traumatizing just be be aware but yeah blue is great blue is great i i will i will take over this podcast one day and just um talk about bluey for 45 minutes if i could but that's just super the amount of things that as it she is was, as she was putting the rv together she's kind of like rambled off on the plot of a couple episodes and everyone's sitting there like was that the one <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's remember let's remember that uh a few months ago peru was the champion of the Keepity Uppy game that is featured on on um, the Keepity Uppy game is featured on Bluey, which is the as in joke the balloon the ore is the balloon game where they have to keep it up, and then um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, that's right. I remember this. So so it, those the games are, are are for real. So like there's no. Nice. Are you for listeners? Uh, are you clean shaven? I don't I don't see any uh, beer. Yeah, I decided to start the the new. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm all clean. You, you you said negative thirty. Let's go. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. That's I I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to fit in. I figured you know I'm the palest and the whitest in winter. I figured, um, I I try to try try that skip by uh, Eddie Murphy in SNL. You know when he, I, I need I'm gonna go to a bank and get a loan. See what happens. You know, try to go look old. <laughs> Very brave, very brave. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's jump to some football here. We don't have a whole lot, so listeners, uh, please send us uh, whatever medium you want, whether it's social media or email. Uh, send us questions. Send us send us comments because you know for the next month or so it's going to be a little light, I'm afraid. So we're we're happy to uh, to get into whatever you all want to talk about. Um, Minneapolis City got some news here. Uh, the kits, I love these kits. Um, I one of the two that uh, made it to the the winners the final as it were um for their home and away was one that i picked that's the they have names and i can't remember all their names right now but it's the one with the crow uh basically taking off half of the uh of the jersey with the head coming out of the shoulder i, I freaking love this kit um that's the is one that is that on. uh is that the kit that's been called the alfred hitchcock kit is that the one maybe i'm not sure i i just think it's really sharp and really cool and that's going to be their home kit and then the one that I didn't get, I don't even remember which one I voted on now for the away, but it's kind of the, it's, it's a different little version of like their Bowie kit from the last season with the, the lightning bolts and things like that. I got them both in the notes there. So it's got the multicolor lightning. Um, it's, it looks great too. I mean, these guys never miss. Minneapolis yeah, I mean, the, the away kit choices, it was kind of a toss up. I kind of did the, the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I don't, I don't remember which one I voted for because they were all, those were all solid. I really like the Wing, though. What was the yeah. one with the cats and the spoon uh, and the... Was, uh, little cats, crows, the spoon and cherry? I don't remember what they called that one, but that that was one of the home kit options. Yeah, uh, it was very cute, but it I didn't. 
hit me like yeah. this one did. And I mean, this. so these choices we should mention are for the, the first team, the senior team that'll be playing right. in USL, but um, you know, they still have the Minneapolis two and the futures. Uh, so there's a chance that if- Oh, they get recycled? If there's a chance that it, it's going to be used for oh interesting for one of yeah. the other teams, yeah. so that's that's really dope. Oh, you know what? I do remember which one I wrote voted for now for away. The drip it was the drip one. Oh yeah. Yep. I like that one too. Yep. So that'd be super cool if that get, gets used by by the two or 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 futures or whatever. Futures have their own thing, but it'd be cool if it gets yeah. used. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's the big news. Break this one in. Um, we we had kind of talked about this on the TDIK F bomb special that we put out there, which was a lot of fun. It's always a good time when you get together with those guys. Shout out to uh, Dave and Jess. It was really fun to meet Jess in that way too. But we we were throwing around the idea of you know Minneapolis City. The last has this be a third year now? Definitely two years. Um, there's, there's always this push pull relationship with the U S open cup and it looks like it's going to happen and then it falls apart or some weird rule happens or whatever it is. It <laughs> exactly right. Bridge is just like, Oh yeah. It, it's always like right on the edge and then inevitably it falls over and it, it doesn't happen right now, at, at least for now, hopefully this is stable, but for now it looks like Minneapolis city is going to the U S open cup. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the kind of confidence we promote on this program. <laughs> I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? To be honest, I mean, it's great to be like, it's like, you know, it's like being being in the not getting in the Oscar, but just being nominated is an honor to be nominated <laughs> kind of type of thing is like, so we'll see if it happens. At least in the conversation. There, there's, yeah. there's a conversation about them every season about this thing so um yeah just just wait for them to draw like rochester new york again and end up on some some old high school practice field with like a porta potty no locker rooms uh yeah we'll see yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the, the dream would be wherever they go for that first one they win and then maybe they draw like the flamingos or something like that and then somehow win that and then get a host Minneapolis, or rather, um, MNUFC at, at, at the Nelly there, which would just be, oh, what a dream. That would be the best, the absolute best. So they say um, they're going to find out the first round opponent, opponent on January 24th. That's coming up pretty soon here. Um, and, then, and then in theory, that match would be somewhere in the end of March 22nd or 23rd. So as Bridget said, we'll, uh, we'll pay attention. Hopefully, 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 both fingers crossed. This 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 does happen because there's been uh, so many ups and downs with it, but yeah, we'll leave it there. They're going. I'm saying they're going. It's happening. It's happening. Confidence. <laughs> we should uh we should try to get Coach Matt on here one of these days. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like to tease him about his uh his salvo days now. So <laughs> let's go but, to some. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll be just. I'll, I'll reach out to him. I'm, I think we can. Yeah, get please. Him on here, so please do. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, I keep saying now I'm confusing the two, MNUFC. Um, I don't know if we actually talked about this one. We've been gone for those weeks, but uh, some of the big 
moves Finley. Uh, this is kind of old news to people that are listening, but I haven't got you guys' opinions. Finley's headed to uh, Austin FC. Ozzy headed to Atlanta United, and Greg Goosh headed to San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, God, that one hurts so much. Mm-hmm. That last one. Oh, oh uh, Greg Goosh. Yeah. Tell me why. I mean, like every year, Tell I always why? say that San Jose is always going to be a team to watch for, but this year, if this team gets to learn to play together and like actually, you know, play together, learn and play together. Gosh, are they, uh, they could be a, a, a force to reckon with. I mean, you, you think right now you got Grey Goose, you got Jackson Yule, you have, um, we have a Bobacy and then Mr. Um, Mr. Hare himself. Uh, the other forward, the young forward that they have out there. I mean, I'm trying to think of the name, but I'm drawing a blank. Anyways, I mean, offensively, they're pretty stacked. Like, if all those get to play together and all those get to be able to be, um, to figure out how to play with each other, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it, 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 and you got trophies and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's exciting. You do to see so well with Rodrigo on all of the outer MLS, uh, players and rosters I'm, I'm really impressed i mean i can barely remember minnesota united's players and you can like <laughs> name off right bridget like he can name off all these other teams and like basically get their starting 11s i'm just like i know who you're talking about after you mention them but i couldn't just like pull them out like that so good for you <laughs> <laughs> thank you i guess um no um, no but yeah i know like that's one team you're like looking at in paper you're like gregosh can start in any mls team seriously right but if he's coming off the bench, he's he's one of those he's one of those players that does not drop the I guess the the amount level of talent when you make a sub for sub it usually happens when you sub someone in right no this is you know he's going to be competing for a starting spot and I think that's that that that's I'm I'm happy for him um, but I just you know San Jose is not should not be a rollover mm-hmm. um, and we'll see I mean Bobisi. Coming back after injury and uh, oh yeah, my my favorite cowbell, right? You know, it's not his, I know it's not his name, but that's what I call him. Um, I mean, him him being called up to uh, the roster for the U.S. men, and then you know just his physicality, and we've seen him play against Minnesota United. He's no he's no joke, but uh, it, it's it's exciting at least to see that. What I'm a little surprised you didn't go back to Europe, but I know he must have got a good deal. Well, I mean, he's. I think he's. Does he have his? Is, is he international still? Is he international slot? Can't remember. Right. I don't know if he had his uh green green paperwork's. You know. Yeah, I don't think uh, he had it yet. So, but regardless, I mean, Bridget, let me ask you this: which which one hurts more, Ozzy or Finley? For you. Um. Well, there's kind of two sides to this. Finley hurts more in terms of. Uh, on-field productivity uh, and he's a piece that I really don't think we should have given an opportunity to go um, in terms of just general WTF uh, Ozzy hurts a little bit more um, I mean I, I get why he ends up at Atlanta he you know he knows the coach they're as soon as uh, as soon as he went free agent, I think that was that was the talk uh, that there was a good chance of that. And so I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. Good for him for going to a club where 
Um, he's going to play with guys he knows who know how he plays and give him some give him some minutes and and another opportunity for some hardware before he retires. I'm I have some questions about how much time he'll actually get on the field. It's yeah. going to be less than he had here, um, but there's probably more opportunities for him there. Uh, you know, as a a player coach or you know moving up from there so that's what um, I mentioned in our thing with 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 Dave and that that's kind of a real slap in the face too that Minnesota couldn't figure that out to get him in there and, and transition him as some kind of a, a coach like you said and then it yeah. might I happen mean, over there ouch he technically had a title about you know community ambassador and right Oh yeah, we that. talked about how so well that went too. Community yeah. ambassador. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I hope Ozzy is 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 a is a better community ambassador in Atlanta than he. Than I mean, he they, I think they'll give him more to work with. He as an ambassador here, it was you know, hey, yeah, I was like, he's like, fill a role so that we have a role, um, and someone with this title. Here you go. Uh, I think Atlanta does a little bit better. Um, with that uh, and with relating to you know to their fan base and and mm -hmm. making those connections so in that sense I think it's it's a good fit for him and it'll be good for his future as a retired pro mm -hmm. uh, which was not going to be a thing here I think we all saw those signs so yeah I, I am going to miss on and off the field I'll miss Ozzy because he's Ozzy, but yeah, I'm gonna miss the uh, the after the game celebrations or after the game when the kids go out and kick soccer balls into literally became like my favorite um, yes. thing of soccer culture that happened during games. Uh, but I mean, I mean, like I I understand like we weren't we weren't able to meet what he wanted to, and I get that, you know, and you know, I'm at extremely upset except for the atlanta part but like overall i mean like that team needs help defensively <laughs> and so like 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 joseph's already said that he wants to retire and you know as, as he said die as an atlanta united um player which is great because i i'm looking forward to watching joseph being rolled out in a wheelchair as they're starting forward <laughs> Six years from now, right? Because be they the best offensive option. <laughs> exactly, right? We'll park you right here. It's a flat. And if ball. anyone hits you, it's a yellow card on them. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, the team needs defensive work. I mean, this is the this is the year that we finally saw something out of Barco, right? Uh, and he was able to develop himself yeah. better. So there's, you know, there's a there's the possibility of things happening. But defensively, that team needs to needs to go develop some some work. I'm the biggest. You, you know how I love Brad Guzong being scored on, just because of his facial expressions and his movements. He looks like a marionette doll that someone just drops uh, when he gets scored on. But regardless, I mean that team needs help. So, so I get that, and hopefully with the new coach, they'll, they'll be able to figure some things out. But like overall, I like. Like Ozzy probably will get a lot of starting minutes in the beginning of the season, and towards the end he'll kind of fade out, because hopefully by then they'll be able to uh, acquire folks or just determine who is willing to, uh, you know, step into that third role, right? And so, well, let's go to the other. Well, the real big news I think in Minnesota United land is 
they're signing. I'm a little concerned to go for this name here. Uh, Bongi, we learned, is kind of the nickname he goes with, but Bonquele Hongwane from South Africa. Um, plays on the South African national team. He's young. Maybe I think that's the headline there. He's 21 years old. Um, really just starting to hit his stride in terms of a pro, which is a good sign. Uh, Rodrigo, you mentioned before we started recording, uh, our buddy Wes, uh, 55-1 with you, did an interview with uh, a gentleman, I can't remember his name right now, from South Africa, who's been following uh, Bongi and all the South African leagues and players and and got some really good insight through that interview that if folks want to listen to that, it's, it's pretty informative and pretty good. Um, just cur- kind of curious of your, of your takes. I mean, the one thing I learned listening to that is it, it still doesn't sound like he's like a number nine, like just like the uh, destroyer, like taking it to the goal. And he's not a Romario. He's not a, he's not that kind of striker that would be nice to have, but it, but it seems like he could pair well with somebody like uh, uh, Le Francais. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, that no. one guy. That's it. Um, this is what I'm talking about. I can barely remember our own players. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll throw it to you two. Thoughts? I thought it was interesting that uh, from listening to that interview that, um, you know, there was, um, you know, his role of a second striker kind of, or like a or like a winger type. No, it's It's like, I think that the terminology that was used is inverted forward, like in inward forward, right? Which is which is good, right? But um, it, it's not a number nine. But at the same time, I think you know um, it's good to get someone young, because you know because I I don't think we talked about it, but Minnesota United uh, announced MNUFC two, right? So now they have a team that will be playing, and so like. We, I don't think these air quotation academy players that we've had or we've been, I don't know, holding um, are going to fill all those slots. So there needs to be players that, you know, can play on that. And I think he, that's where he's going. My hope is that's where he gets some of his playing time. Um, but I also think it's it's good to to have forwards because right now, currently, we only have Unu, right? And I mean, if you consider Lou the forward, that's two. Right, you know, and the then, other thing the guy, the South African guy mentioned too, is that he has some experience playing as a ten, uh, kind of commanding the midfield. So that, well, I only mention it that we always talk about if it, if and when Reynoso goes down, which is a high probability, it's so hard to find someone that can step in there and yeah, and I mean, sub and it, take control. That we, might be a, a backup mm-hmm. option that could work. I think I think that would be the backup action to the backup option to the backup option. Hey, man. That, that's, that's like still that's valid like, stuff with this team. <laughs> that's like that's like if we were all like valid. Putting, that would be the option to me in my eyes. If like Freddie Emmings can't play and we've got all injured, all of our goalies are injured, and then we have to put in Dotson and keeper because Dotson plays everything, right? I mean, I mean, that's how did Lou become a striker? Exactly. <laughs> he was yeah. like third third choice down the list uh, yep. to fill in the nine. Yep. Uh, no, watching some of his video, I think that's, I mean, inverted forward is great if you're going to play that system, which we never have. Even when we've said, hey, we're, we're going to play the, the false nine and uh, do the whole inverted diamond, all, you know, it doesn't actually happen. Um, it's a great idea in theory. 
uh, we'll see if that happens at all. Um, but yeah, I think just having him available is going to be a big thing. Um, schedule's packed. It's a tight season, game after game. Uh, so you're going to need fresh legs in there. And I mean, just like with uh, with Dunlani, I mean, he barely got off the bench, but when you actually needed a guy up top, that's that's when he got his that's when he got his minutes. Um, and then having having a player like that who can move more seamlessly between the second team and the first team is going to be big. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, you know, in looking this guy up, uh, the view that South Africa has of MLS is kind of hilarious and and also very true. Um, there's, I found an article about how this is going to pave the way for more South Africans to get to MLS and playing abroad anywhere. Um, he's he's not the first in the league. I think they name like four or five players and coaches mm-hmm. um, in MLS who come from South Africa. Um, but there's there's and I can post this as well. But there's a paragraph in this article. Uh, well, the the quality of soccer in the U.S. men's football fraternity is continuously improving. The bulk of players playing top flight football in the U.S. are not significantly better than the quality of most players in South African top flight football. <laughs> he also goes Shot, on some to shots say fired. That, uh, he also <laughs> goes on to say that uh, he has inarguably has the ability to succeed and shine in the U.S., where soccer remains a growing sport among men with the United States men's national team not enjoying the same level of success compared to their women counterparts who dominate international women's football. I mean, that's there's no argument there. Everything that you feel about U.S. soccer as a whole, South Africa has nailed. um, That's pretty good. to that to so, that point too, like I'm excited for their supporters that are here in the Twin Cities. Oh yes. like the yes. way that this other guy was talking, they're yes. they're very passionate, just like all of us. And especially if you're like from a Conmebol or African African Confederation or whatever Asian Confederation. And, and apparently, I'm not on Facebook anymore. But apparently, there was a long Facebook thread of uh, a lot of South Africans entering and basically putting pretty thinly veiled threats to Minnesota United that if he didn't play, I mean, that was, that was the best catch part. Fire. That was so, the best so, part. Yeah. So if we can just like outsource the violence to the South African community and they can go right. to Golden Valley and do whatever they need to do. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love capitalism, right? We're outsourcing the violence out. To yeah. South Africa. But I think, I think one of the <laughs> funnest things about this whole thing is that um, listening to shakes on that interview was uh, that, um, that you know they're they they're very excited that someone is going a young player is going to play abroad and just like the United States, um, South Africa is also starting to invest in youth development and exactly. doing that, and I think that's that that's 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 a good thing to to be hearing, um, and you know but like the one thing that me and Eric were talking about is like all this fandom or this is like fan. Oh, supporter aggression is is literally what any South American small third division team 
does every time he's like yeah we're gonna do this and like but some of the some of the highlights for me that some of the comments were like this is my great grandfather's team in a city that is my great grandfather's team we're going to we're going to I've, this has been my team for the past 30 years or whatever and like you know and they're and they're going to criticize the club when they, he doesn't start and they and that's fine and i think so i mean like you know I mean, if we start it's the start of the free bongi uh movement just we had the free chacon movement now we have the free bongi movement uh, and it's, it's I can't no wait. It's no different than all of us Minnesota fans suddenly watching Aberdeen because Ramirez is a starting a striker. Right. Um, it's starting a striker at number two in Golden Boot right now in the exactly, Premier League, exactly. which is incredible. Yep. Yep. I mean, so you you adapt new teams all the time if you're someone who uh, you know follows the player rather than rather than the club and the badge. Um, but he, I I think he's almost a national hero. I mean, he. He came off the bench uh, for the national team and and scored winning goals to to move him through to the, the next round of a competition and that was a huge deal. He's he's young. Uh, it seems kind of similar to like a like a Pepe situation, not on that scale, um, but you know a, a player who they they identified him as. One of the articles I read said that they have like a youth identification program, much like um, U.S. soccer does with college teams and, and, and high school teams, the IDing um, future talent. Uh, they found him four years ago and thought he, he looked good and had huge potential. They, you know, put him into the development program and four years later, you know, he's, he's a player that's coming up from from one of these small teams that doesn't really get much of a shot um, and he's playing abroad and he he had lots of offers from within South Africa from within the rest the rest of the continent uh, and Europe as well um, and he really jumped at the chance to go abroad and, and play in a different league so it's I think it's going to be a big thing for South Africa it's going to be a big thing for South Africans here in the U.S. just seeing one of the players come here and do and do well and it's interesting because we we're not even sure how to pronounce his name and yet <laughs> there's all of this excitement behind him even right. though he's one of these guys that you know you've never and I, really heard of. and i'm gonna love the fact that there's going to be a south african supporter section at the stadium at one point Right, because that's what's going to happen. It's yeah. it's yeah. It, they're going to vuvuzelas at Allianz. Yeah, the vuvuzelas are going to be at Allianz, and that's just you know just one one, one more thing that we're going to add on to it. And I think I, I I welcome this, and I'm hoping that um you know this becomes like you know something that becomes a trend in a sort of way. Like you know we're we're not only looking at South America and France and other places, but we're also looking at uh, you know Africa and stuff like that. And I think that's sure. that's great. And I'm I'm excited for this kid. I really am. I think it's exciting to be able to to get a player that has uh, lots of potential. I also hope Tomas Chacon comes and plays for Minnesota United too. But, Had to get it in. Um, that way, I mean, you can you imagine <laughs> Chacon and, and play all the kids and just see what see what happens and and and, and figure <laughs> that out. Because you know, like I don't I don't I don't know, I don't know if you prior to Allianz. Like literally, I've told everyone a story where like I went to a friendly like, exhibition game at the Nessie, where like it was it was a uh, Ethiopian team and some other uh, African team 
that they were playing and it was full of like different types of fandoms and it was crazy and eventually one of the best players and one of the teams gets a red card and the rest of the other team does not want to play because the player got a red card and so then you're like you know and there's people yelling and throw and not throwing stuff but just yelling and going through all this stuff and the fans are going like what's going on and all of a sudden you know they kicked the ref out they kicked the ref out and got a new ref and then rescinded the red card so the best player of the other team could play because it was an exhibition game. And I was like, wow, that's, I was impressive. Like, that's crazy. And this is all happy, like in, in Blaine, like in the is it probably like, if not late 90s, early 2000s. And I was like, wow, this is this is it. This is amazing. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And this is exactly yeah. what I hopefully comes over in some sort of sense, that type of excitement. Let me bring it back. Uh Bridget mentioned uh, Ricardo Pepe. Normally, this the DK to West Brom transfer would have been a headline that happened. I think it was like nine million or something. Same coach as where he was before. Uh, completely overshadowed. I, I'm not sure it was the same day or the day after by this record transfer of Pepe. And nobody's surprised that he's leaving. Uh, going to Augsburg in the Bundesliga for a record twenty million. I'm pretty sure. Way to go, Pepe. Which is a lot for a club that's, I think, in the relegation or right above the line. They're, they're trying yeah. to survive relegation right now. And um, so that happened, what, like a week ago? And then yesterday, he, he was started. subbed into the 60th minute. That's right. Yeah, he didn't sub- start. Yeah, he 60th, started. 60th. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the point, though, is like they, they paid this record transfer fee. And it's like, all right, bud, go. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to start seeing it pay off like now. <laughs> so and, and I'm excited huge. for him, you know, because like, the Pepe storyline is one of those that a lot of us can relate to, right? I mean, you know, um, parents, working family, parents, you know, low income, and then, you know, soccer is the only way out to be able to, and like the fact that they were willing to to, to stick it out and have the opportunity for him. And now he gets to cash in $20 million or some of that money to be able to do things for his family. I think that's great. And I mean, it speaks volumes, as to like we where we were at probably what three or four years ago when we were all talking about academies and all the other stuff and we we're like, yeah, Dallas is doing he's doing a couple of different things and now Dallas is probably in the past three years has gained you know sold three or four players for over you know sixty seventy million dollars total and that totally we you know that bit some of that money is probably going to come back and uh, we invested in players and some of that money is going to come back and probably pay for their academy right and i'm like that's who does not want that you know i mean yeah definitely it's 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 a good uh representation of of their academy's success and the way they've been doing things unfortunately over the past couple years hasn't really translated into their regular season play but in the past dallas has always been uh a pretty decent team and and you know there's always ebbs and flows. Who who are we as Minnesota United supporters to, to talk about consistency? We could be pretty hypocritical. Um, but good for him. I mean, and, and I, it was it was so cool. I, I was actually a little bit surprised that he had been there for maybe a week, not even a week, and go time. So good for him. I, I hope it's a what, – what I've been hearing is, you know, there was other interest from bigger clubs. Uh, Bayern was probably the biggest name. But if he would have gone there, the probability of him getting playing time was extremely low just with all that competition and maybe right. even making the bench. So maybe he goes to the Bayern two or maybe he gets loaned out to Augsburg anyway. So it's just like, you know what, let's just take this big 
this big money pot, as it were, go to the smaller club, maybe be the hero. I mean, if, if he starts turning it on and gets them to survive relegation, I mean, he's going to be a superstar right. in that small town and that small club. Yeah, make him be the Christian Ramirez of Aberdeen, pretty much. There you go. So, there you go. So good on him. Um, we have some a whole bunch of coaching changes. I didn't get all of them. I'll just go through them quickly and then maybe get your opinions. Um, uh, to, I was. Is it Tarungalo? I always forget how to pronounce his name. I see it all the time. He used to play for the the or rather, yeah, he used to play for the the U.S. national team. Steve Tarungalo going to LAFC. Um, Nagamura Brazil is headed to Dynamo. Um, I saw that uh, Cincinnati got the new guy too. I didn't even get it in here. Who else am I missing, Bridget? I, I know there was, there was like three or four coaches like in the span of a week. Yeah, it's okay. I don't remember him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's right. a lot of movement going on right now, and I and I'm and I'm trying to watch for it. But like, I I really think that I don't know what Cincinnati has in store, but they have to. I don't know what they can do to be better, right? I mean, I I, I want to say coaching is part of it, but I think also it, it has to do with uh, their scouting and their talent and where they're putting their money at. And I just don't think that they've been doing that a lot lately, and that's a big yeah. headache. That's a big and headache for a new coach or for any new GM to be able to try to figure out and and, and do that. And so, like uh, that, that's where I like to keep my eye on, see how they they do. But but I mean, overall, just changing the coach hasn't really helped them a whole lot. Uh, they need they need a bit more investment in terms of on field, and and maybe he's going to be a guy who who can see how to make all of that work but i think they just they just couldn't bring all the pieces together these last few years so hopefully he's a guy who can do that i mean an lafc is, is cleaned house literally i mean yeah. the only the only big question is vela in a sense right i mean um what's going to happen um but overall i mean they have somewhat of a base um but they it's going to be an interesting season for LAFC this upcoming uh, MLS season just because you don't know what they're going to be. I mean, they missed the playoffs this year, so do you port them on that borderline again? I, I At this moment, I kind of do. I, I haven't seen anything else. I mean, we also heard uh, from former Lou and Raheem Edwards is going to the Galaxy, right? So, so um, hopefully um, he'll be able to be in a situation that, you know, um, that, that works for him because uh, Sebastian the uh, Gats went over to the Fighting Bruce Arenas, and so that leaves an opening for um, support player on that way, as well as uh, someone who would be able to compete as a starting player. There's just so much changing going on, and we have how many weeks until people have to report? Not many. Like um, two, three weeks, right? That sounds right. Uh, I think I think it's like one week. Okay. Well, even yeah, and so we'll see. We'll see how how many Reynoso, um, uh, or shall we call them Handy Manny, uh, so sort of <laughs> um, gets 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 uh his visa work to be able to come out here and, and show up for practice. And I'm, I'm excited to follow Nagamura. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm curious what okay. he's going to do with the Dynamo. Um, and the really, Dynamo. Really, really, yeah. They do. He was really, really heavy, highly respected player during his playing days. I think a pretty good res- respected coach as well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, one of the other ones I forgot was um, 
they don't even enter until next year, but the, uh, the St. Louis team, they hired a coach as well. I can't think of the name right now, but I saw that go out. Um, all right, let's get to the big one. So MLS dropped this. Um, Insignia from Italia, the current captain of the Italian national team, uh, won the Euro, or the, um, what do you call it? The, um, not the Euro. Well, it was the Euro, wasn't it? Yes. Won the Euro with uh, Italia, but then he also won the uh, Europa League with Napoli. Uh, headed to Toronto FC. I, I, I don't have the... This, oh, here it is. 13, 13 million per season. My goodness, that's it. Um, wow. And I, yeah, yeah. And I'm not and I'm not sure what the actual year deal is, but uh, exactly just, 13 per year. <laughs> I just want 10 percent of that. That's all I want. Yep. I'm not greedy. Yeah. Right, Bridget? Just 10 percent of just 13 10. million. Just 10. You know. Yep. Uh, pretty huge. I mean, the one drawback, he's very talented, very high profile, pretty huge move. Um, he's 31. So in terms of his, his playing time, we'll probably, it's kind of falling into that, uh, that MLS stereotype of the limelight players, like finishing their career or whatever, but you know, still a world-class player that a lot of people would have loved to have snagged at this point. Comments. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think so. But like, you also have to uh, think about what the roster is going to be like, right? With uh, Lorenzo joining, right? Because um, the, the, the issue is that they have three designated player spots currently held by uh, Pozuelo, uh, Jefferson Soteldo, and Josie Altidore, right? So, um, so we we have to see how it plays out because right? that's that he's gonna. I'm assuming that's that's a DP. That's a DP slap for that needs to be that, need, that he needs to be yeah. put in. So we need to see yeah. if, um, if if either those in, in any of these three players will will be on their way out, and probably more than likely will be Josie. But I mean, having Pozuelo and Lorenzo would be really interesting to see. Yeah. Um, anything there on Italiano, Bridget? No. Okay. I thought this was interesting. So <laughs> normally I, I, I enjoy Matt Doyle's commentary on the extra time. And I was glad that his, his uh, comrades kind of piled on him, but they were talking about NYSCFC turning down a $50, mil, $50 million offer for Castellanos from uh, Palmeiras. Um, and Doyle was like, well, we should look at this as kind of a step back going back to Brazil to a Brazilian team or whatever. He should be going to Europe. Da, 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 da. And, and I was like, ah, oh, Doyle, when your, your Eurocentrism is, is, uh, <laughs> is on full display here. And before Wait, I could even like, this? yeah, before I could even come out with it, like, I, I don't remember if it was, we was it or gas? Gas, but one of them pounced on him. was just like, no, 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 no. This is Paul Maitis. This is what this is the best team currently in South that America like, that could that could take down most right. of all of all the teams in Europe, and we'll have a chance to, in fact, at the Club World Cup. Yeah, so I was gonna some, say they put him in his place. But um, That's yeah, I mean, this Palmeiras is one like banter. was one uh, Copa Libertadores. How many times now? I mean, uh, like, I don't remember. <laughs> five, this, six. Yeah, I, I mean, know. like, geez, like current champs. But it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to find that just because I like to, you know. I I would have loved to see that because like I, I totally like I, I agree. I was like I think if that I, the, I, I mean if you look at Palmeiras, they have who do they have from the MLS? They got a Tuesta, right? Is that correct? They took a Tuesta. Yep. They took and a they're, and they're looking to they're looking to they bring got Navarro, back, um, right? Didn't they get Soltero. Navarro? Yeah. They're trying to get back Soltero too. 
Yeah, I mean, like you look at that. That's just that's a stacked team. If they get Tati in that team, that's a stacked team. It's like who's like literally you you like you be playing the early rounds of the Copa Libertadores with your bench, mm. and much. even your bench will be like scoring three one, you know, four one, maybe blowing some Ecuadorian team six zero. What? But still, right? Like that's that's it you know like then then you get to the the semis of the quarters and then that's when you throw everyone else in and you're like holy cow yeah 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 they, they were arguing too they're like you know even regardless of your opinion of Coleman Bowl it's it's always a good thing when a, when a really big team it has interest and then just pushes that that interest and that money level up I mean the fact that New York's turning out a 50 million dollar offer that's that's something right and and that at the very least, that came from Palmeiras being like, "What's it going to take?" <laughs> right. You know? I mean, that's their interest is, is huge because, like, yeah. um, and and I mean, Palmeiras has a, a you know, we won't talk about where they get their money, but <laughs> are you trying to say it rhymes with Bolsonaro? <laughs> uh, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's his team remember that's his team. i know right i mean like uh, i mean it's like i figure that you know he's the uh bolsonaro is the is the uh the the, the other guy the evil guy in uh ted lasso right the guy that buys mm-hmm. the other team that's what mm-hmm. it makes me feel like because he wants to be an, an, an a-hole about it but anyways yeah no i mean if they really want him i think you know i think 60 is where the breaking point is I think for 60, they'll take them or like, uh, or if they do an exchange transfer, I mean like 50 plus you give us two good players and I'll be like, all right, cool. But let's drop it down to five and send him to Goyazi Sports Club. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> but Goyazi, I mean, Goyazi is going to be doing some interesting things in the upcoming couple of weeks. I mean, like when is, when does the league start back up? Um, it's all messed up because of the, the world COVID Cup yeah. this year. Well, yeah. that too. All, all of the above. Um, normally, they would go. It's usually after Carnaval, but I think they're starting. Well, Carnaval got canceled again, right? Did well. The street, the the formal ones. I mean, man, you can't keep people out of the street. Oh yeah, but, I mean, you can't keep people out of the streets, but like the yeah, whole like the, the formal ones. The yeah. Carnaval that we saw on Pixar when we yes. watched uh, the Sambaldrumos. I, I don't exactly. think anybody in the Sambaldrumos. Yeah. Um, so uh, to answer your question, I have to go back and look. I, I want to say maybe end of the month or maybe beginning of February. And then there's okay. going to be some weird breaks. But yeah, they're, right. they're doing just like MLS. They're trying to adjust everything so they're, they're done by November so that everybody can go. Um, Bridget, I'll let you end with this. Uh, pretty big news out of NWSL. Uh, Rodrigo, feel, feel free to jump in here as well because we've mentioned this, the controversy around Sydney, Nacello, and the Thorns. And take it from there. We have an update. Yeah, so uh, her Meg Linehan, she will not be joining the team for the season. Uh, that's one of the things they, they said right away um, in the interviews following the blow up with all of her, uh, her homophobic, transphobic, racist tweets, um, that even if you draft a player, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will be signed and that they will join the team. And they said that they would be looking into it. And sure enough, they did. Um, this statement says that they decided shortly after the draft and had been working to find other options for the player. So they might help her try to find a, another team or, or other options. Um, good luck to her in that. 
That's, that's exactly what I was going to say, Bridget. I was going to be like, how do you market a player who's like main we, thing we now? We decided is, to draw a line here. Would you like her? <laughs> that, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like there's this line in the movie. Um, um, this is uh, there's a line in the movie uh, Little Big League, whether there's like a, a pitcher who doesn't want to read the reports and so it's, it's pitching horribly and so they ask him it's like well, what's the going rate for an absent-minded pitcher it's like what is the going rate for a player who's mostly now known not for their talent but because of what they post on social media right i was like i don't know and so with that we'll just sit on it and we'll just take a break and we'll do that let you all ponder that idea and come up with it and tweet at us or Send us a message, but yeah, time for a break. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the episode. Oh, welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We just had a really patriotic discussion about how a cookie becomes a muffin, and somehow I'm getting blocked by somebody. Yo, on one of you'll the get a Patreon videos. subscribers. I'm yeah, gonna cut it out. that's going to be stuff. really funny. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, so let's 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 hit the international um, market of soccer news. Let's go with Boxing Day. Uh, I mean, I get the big story, as was two or three weeks ago, is matches are still being canceled over Omicron outbreaks. Uh, three of them were, were down this time, which is fewer than in, you know, when, when we were meeting previously. But nonetheless, it's still happening. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw to you guys. What, what's, what are some big standouts here? I know Man City just demolished uh, Leicester 6-3. to three. Arsenal had a big win. They're, they're kind of like, coming back into uh, some kind of uh, relevance, 5-0 over Norwich, Tottenham 3-0 over Crystal Palace, Southampton 3-2 over West Ham, uh, Chelsea 2-1 over Aston Villa. Um, yeah, I'll throw it to you all. Anything there from – you got? You guys got to remember back now, like two weeks, day after Christmas, but was there anything that kind of caught your eye there? Um. I mean, Boxing Day was like uh, literally like half the games was like so like I I don't I'm 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 trying to figure out what what uh, Aston Villa is trying to do. <laughs> I I'm literally, to <laughs> I, I'm, I think they're trying to figure out this stuff too. But like, yeah, I look at it and it's like uh, it's just I I don't I don't I don't know. Like Aston Villa like should be doing better, but you know. Is not, but then you look at just uh, overall. I mean, like you know, I, I when all I know is that when the Cooligans start making fun of Newcastle, it's worth watching again, right? That's 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 the only thing that's kept me through the Boxing Day things. The fact that I think we lost. Yesterday. I, I saved you a surprise, by the way. I've got. Some oh, I'm Newcastle sure you would. Sure, you did. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. But when you know when 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 Alexis. Starts making fun of Newcastle to to hide what you know Arsenal is is doing 
um, you know, it's it's the it's a highlight of of of, of my day. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what kind of crappy the, things we're into now. Not even game wise, but the big narrative thing for me here was that the, uh, shortly after this, they announced now in the past still that on January 1st, the majority of the EPL games were moving from regular NBC to USA Network. And I was like, hmm, great. Well, back to the whole access thing. Uh, Zeller assured me that every once in a while, there's still going to be like a, a 11 o'clock game on, on regular Rabbit Ears NBC, which, which is generally the way it's been now for, I don't know, X amount of years, three or four years. But just some kind of like a weird flex to just be like, you know, we're just going to take all these and move them over to the random, random cable network. It was it was coming. We talked about this like two years ago when they first rolled out Peacock. That was kind of the the point. Like they were going to dissolve NBCSN at some point, and it was supposed to be after the last Olympics. That was going to be their last big um, NBC network broadcast. Uh, and with COVID, things kind of changed, and there were lots of delays. Um, USA Network is technically part of NBC too. It's just that they didn't want to have a dedicated network plus Peacock plus whatever. Um, none of it really made sense at the, at the time. It's it's all they're making a little bit more money this way. Okay. Um, so can we watch it on Peacock or not? <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know anymore. Most of them, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be pretty much like it has been the last like since peacocks awesome because i finally but was N- able to figure NBCSN out how to watch it's just no longer in existence Woo-hoo. that's really the only change like we we had already seen some some games on playing on usa yeah. and these other networks that they're bringing in now um usa just actually gets to advertise that they are the right. broadcast partner of premier league right. um, i didn't even know usa network was still in existence that's how Oh yeah, baby. We got to get your law and order for that's like exactly. eight hours a day yep. <laughs> and, a, and a couple of EPL that's what, matches that's in between. What keep, that's what we keep on for background noise in this house. It's almost <laughs> always law and order SVU. Sometimes <laughs> a little criminal intent in there, throwing a little NCIS occasionally in the nice. and there you go. Nice. <laughs> um, it's always, it's always there. It's nice and dependable. And now sometimes there's a soccer game too. So yep. Ooh. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's hilarious uh bridget this is to you how about uh on january 2nd pretty big match with uh two and three uh chelsea liverpool really entertaining game i gotta ca- catch a little bit of this i actually got to see the pulisic goal right before halftime uh pretty sweet little off the bounce thing he gets um nothing really changes uh chelsea stays at 43 liverpool stays at 42 Pretty tight there. Uh, Man City sort of pulling away. Got about a 10-point jump on Chelsea there. But uh, I don't know. What would you think? It was a fun match. It was. Um, I hate the Pulisic goal because it's him. And it wasn't as great as all of the pundits like to, like to say that it was. Um, I mean, it was it was fine. Whatever. But... Um, yeah, it was the Liverpool goals were great too. The Mane goal was out of this world. Oh, so I yeah. mean, we shouldn't take yeah. away from that. No, those those were two really good goals. The defense towards the end of that first half was not fantastic, and they took advantage of it as they should. Um, second half was kind of a mess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it 
it kind of sucked that it was Pulisic who put that one in. Um, but Liverpool still has a game in hand. Um, they had another one canceled due to COVID after that. Um, so it's still it's still close, but they have a game in hand on both Chelsea and Man City. So it's it's going to be a tight tight race. Lots of injuries, but that's every club. Lots of COVID, that's right. but that's every club. So Ugh, lots of COVID, lots of COVID. They're keeping it interesting. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Rodrigo. So I was just really quickly. I went through the FA Cup yesterday just to see if there was any real big upsets. <laughs> Guess who got upset, pal? <laughs> I saw the goal. Like <laughs> that is the biggest. Um, what's the word? That's like the laziest defending I've seen in such a long time. And Cambridge like, won. Newcastle nil. I'm, I'm all for the Cambridge. Buena. Cambridge Cambridge deserved that. Like they hustled for that goal. Like it was like a rebound off a of ricochet type of ricochet. And then it hits up. You know, I mean, like you're not. I'm not gonna get angry at that. I'm, I'm mad at the goalie because the goalie just went for it once and then put the hands on it. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Newcastle. You know, if 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 you're not suffering, you're not really. You know, you you need to you need to experience suffering before you begin to appreciate joy. Is this a is this the darkness before the dawn kind of, kind of yeah? Sounds like a Goya supporter over there now too. Yeah, like, <laughs> These are hard times, but the good times mm-hmm. only happen once you've been through. Right, and the good times might be you know ten minutes, right? I mean, like. Mm. <laughs> You work hard for that 10 minutes. So. Exactly, right? Spend 10 years, and this is what we get for 10 minutes, right? I mean, can relate. Can relate. <laughs> um, all right, the big stuff that's happening right now is AFCON, African Cup of Nations. It, it is actually going on as we speak. Um, we had the very first match with the host, Cameroon. Uh, they played Burkina Faso, and they won 2-1. to one. Uh, Shortly, let's see here, coming up in about an hour, Ethiopia and Cape Verde, or Cape Verde, as they'd say, they're going at 1 o'clock. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit about our, the groups. We, we didn't get a chance to do that uh, with our time off. Um, group A, I mentioned those four. Uh, group B, you've got Senegal, Zimbabwe, uh, Guinea, Malawi. Group C is Morocco, Ghana, the Comoros, Gabon. Group D, Nigeria, Egypt, Sudan, Guinea-Bissau. Group E, Algeria, Sierra Leone, Equatorial Guinea, Cote d'Ivoire. And Group F, Tunisia, Malawi, Mauritania, and Gambia. Um, pretty interesting. They're... they're kind of hard to predict uh i mean you've got group d with both nigeria and egypt like either of those two teams could win the whole thing uh so it's kind of interesting for me that they got grouped together from the get-go um algeria is very strong as well tunisia very strong mali is one of the big surprises uh i'd seriously be watching them they they won their group to get here and by a lot like they blew everybody out of the water um so that Mali Tunisia match again; those two, those could be two te- teams that could win the whole thing. Um, if you want, if you want a Cinderella story, that is for sure your Comoros Islands. We, we spent some time talking about them on one of the podcasts, diving into the history and even where they're located. I'm not sure a lot of Minnesotans and people from the U.S. can even find it on the map. <laughs> so that's your Cinderella. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, kind of. Where you are at? Uh, what are you guys thinking? Let's let's start with maybe who's going to get out of these groups. How about that? Um, that's a good question. 
I don't. I I haven't had any time to look at Afcon at all. Uh, but like I know, like uh, um, you know, like the you know Cameroon's always been someone that 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 proceeds into depending how far they can get is the thing too, right? And I think um, it's a. I don't know. I mean, right now. Uh, I think Cameroon's winning right now, but I, you know, uh, I they they won game over. Oh, game they won. won. They did. Okay, yep. that's what I was thinking. So I mean, I I think Ghana is always uh, always a team dude. I always want to watch. Um, um, just for purpose, I always want to know what Sierra Leone's doing. Um, Egypt's always a good team to 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 look into, see how these things are. But yeah, like you, I Niger- also- Nigeria Egypt is going to be a fantastic match. Right. That's that Tuesday match is going to be really interesting. Right. Um, but I also like, you know, I also want to be able to see what, you know, Mali is doing or Tunisia is doing. Right. I mean, like you said, there's, you know, Cinderella's of the team, but there's also got to be teams that are doing that. Um, you know, so you, you know, it's it like if I could watch it, right. <laughs> if it was available, yep. right. Then I would totally be access. watching. Exactly. But since I can't have real access and like my, my input and my, critique is just you know minimal in the sense because i can't you know i can't really see what's going on but i mean i ho- i'm hoping that you know we, we have at least one or two cinderella stories that come out of this whole and that's what you're looking for for any tournament right who who does it who does work hard who does the who does the hard work who plays hard doesn't give up and eventually lives into the joy of of, of soccer right i mean this this tournament's kind of like it's almost like the Olympics, you know, all those countries that you don't really hear of very often and, you know, populations that are smaller than like small cities and these other nations. Um, yeah, Sierra Leone's always fun to watch. And, you know, if you're looking for a Minnesota connection, Kai Kamara playing there. Uh, yeah, the, the smaller nations are always fun to watch because they just bring a slightly different game. Uh, and of course the big ones, Egypt, uh, Senegal even, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell you, I also haven't seen much of this, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you who's going to make it through. Um, but I think each group is going to have some really solid entertaining games. Yeah, it's always a difficult tournament to predict because there's always a couple big surprises. Um, and that's I, I'm going back to Mali once again because they had such a good qualifying run. Like they they dominated their group and there were some really other good countries and good teams in there. So I would really keep your eye on them. Um, if Komodos are able to get through between Ghana and Morocco, I'm going to buy a Komodos kit. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the Twin Cities have more people than that entire island. So, I mean, it'd be pretty phenomenal. <laughs> uh, cool. So we'll see. We'll keep, uh, we'll pay attention and then see how things keep moving through there. Figure out a way to maybe get a pirate stream at this point. Uh, make it happen, uh, Blackheart. Let's get it going. If, you, if you're looking for behind the scenes content, uh, Kai Kamara, like covers oh. all of their travel on Instagram. That's right. Uh, His Instagram. So it's kind of cool to see like just the amount of like flying time that these mm-hmm. teams get uh, to get to all these games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he'll have like a little travelogue going for, you know, a 36, 48 hour trip to wherever they're playing a qualifying game. And it's, it's ridiculous. Wow. And it's, it's also just really entertaining to watch, you know, the places where they end up. So, um, you reminded me, I, I put some photos of the, the opening ceremonies, just like the World Cup or any other tournament. They happened right before the first match. They were amazing. If you want to see some amazing African dancing, drumming, they, they always knock it out of the park. But boy, some of the images, I, I put a couple up there. <laughs> Woo, just really, really pretty images. So check that out, too. Uh, Rodrigo, I'm going to you. Takurusu. <laughs> Explain to listeners what happened with Takorusu somewhere in the sixth division of Tocantins, Brazilian football. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is your realm of the world, Eric. I would expect you to have all. I never the- heard of this team, man. This, this is like below Minneapolis City. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is your realm of the world. I would expect you to have dates and statistics about every Brazilian. Team that play. no, but this team is. I think they've been around for a while, um, from what I can, from what I've read. But they had a a logo change, um, and a logo change that extremely similar to a Toronto FC, and so there were. Um, I don't know if the internet is, is or Twitter is, is known as a valid source of uh, accusations, but I got a date for you if I can jump in really quick. They're they're actually not that new of a team. Uh, nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Oh, ninety one. I thought it was twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. 30, then. Yeah. Thirty years. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, thirty years is nothing, right? I mean, yeah, you know. Um, but um, so wait, they're they're older than the MLS, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that does matter. Uh, they came yeah. for the MLS, so Toronto has no claim on what they're saying. Uh, so Toronto fans and Toronto folks are um, are making claims that uh, there's a lot of similarity between the two logos. But as we just found out, because uh, because this team was um, created in 1991, Toronto has no claim, according to this. That, that, is, that is the verdict that we have in this podcast, because if you were... If you were prior to MLS existence and you have all the claim in the world. Um, so in this case, I think TFC. So Toronto should have done its due diligence. And yeah, exactly. The of every fifth division club. Exactly. I think they might even be lower. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sixth or seventh somewhere. All I know is now. Um, Somebody done screwed up. Yep, yeah. they done screwed up, and now there's going to be an even bigger lawsuit because they're going to have to. Toronto is going to have to change their logo for now on. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this before we started recording. There's a long tradition of Comebol teams basically ripping off other logos, particularly from Europe. I mean, the the uh, Guayaquil Barcelona is the first one that comes to mind, which is essentially right. the Barcelona logo. You can easily find the lion from the Chelsea crest in uh, anything. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, if you just go into Microsoft word, you can find the clip art for that one and, and build your own, build your own soccer logo. Exactly. Uh, exactly. They, and in Minneapolis who has a logo that looks very much like the Chelsea crest. Yep. I mean, at the very least they took out, the FC part, and they took out the the little stripes, the the the, the vertical stripes. 
So they can bet that they're probably what's the bare minimum thing we could do to escape copyright suit? <laughs> Just get rid of those two things. Right. I mean, it was it was very good pirated version. That's what all I gotta say, right? Yep. Like you you go to the local local shops or you go into the mercados of Brazil or, or Peru or Argentina and you're going to find jerseys with mock-ups of you know crooked insignias and shields yep. everywhere upside oh, down we've had this conversation it. before yeah yeah, yeah. And those are the best Up, to get you know the upside so. down nike stripe classic that's right <laughs> right or, or yeah i mean in, 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 a tail. <laughs> yep yep and i just don't understand why toronto would want to like i i get protect your like you know a cease and assist letter but how is that going to work internationally honestly i mean yeah I, i'd spin it like this this is how i respond to you in the chat that it's like I, I think it, I, I think of it as a compliment. How great is it that a sixth division, seventh division Brazilian team is like paying attention to the MLS and like, hey, that's a sweet logo. Let's take it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah that's progress, baby. That's progress. <laughs> MLS, this is how much we think of you. A sixth division team is clearly <laughs> yeah, one of your team's logo. Yeah, great. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait exactly. for the full kit to come out. Now, if the full kit Garber, is... Garber's like, yes. <laughs> we we did it. Made it. <laughs> Garber is about, uh, we're about to send you all the gam and tam you can afford. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right, Bridget. As long as we're doing hilarity, let's let's go to you to wrap this thing up. Uh, Palace of Versailles, La Palais de Versailles. This this is hilarious. Go ahead. So yeah, these these two teams are supposed to to play uh, the Coup de France tie um, at the stadium right outside the French castle grounds in Versailles. Uh, however, the game was scheduled to be played in an evening when you would need lights. And apparently the city still has this rule on the books that, uh, well, they're not permitted to use spotlights or stadium lights of any sort. So they never play at night. Um, and the reason they have that that issue is that there's a law that says that no light can be seen within five miles from the king's bedroom of the palace. Uh, and I think most people who listen to this podcast would have so good. history of France and know that there hasn't been a king in that bedroom <laughs> in 1792. Wow. <laughs> um, so that means that there's someone staying there currently when that game was scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Or Maybe they, who knows? Or the, or the bedroom window has more rights than the the citizens of the yes. City. Or or the king <laughs> that's, never died. That's the subtext right? for sure. So so, they... uh, so Toulouse uh, has to play. They they did try to get it rescheduled to play at the other team stadium, and that was turned down. Um, and a different date during the day was turned down as well. Um, but both teams have agreed on a neutral, uh, a neutral location to play in the south of France rather than um, in the city on a different day. So, you know, just it's so absurd. <laughs> just a centuries-old rule about uh, lights that cannot disrupt the king who was kicked out. Right. I, I love the uh, I, I have this visualization of like two people of like royal descent like trying to argue this rule and then looking out and seeing like a thousand rowdy football hooligans and being like right. oh no this is a good deal what could possibly go wrong here <laughs> and it's within a, a five mile radius 
right. how, like, I, I don't understand I don't. why it was a rule in 1792, let alone why Incredible. it is still a rule now, other than, you know, it was a rule that they could have and no one bothered to rewrite it. They just wrote into the permitting for the stadium that they could never use lights at night. Um, to, to throw in a conspiracy incredible. theory into this whole thing, I bet you the king has not died. Oh, <laughs> so like you and MJ need to a, get together. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's another Da Vinci Code movie, right? It's another Da Vinci Code movie where, like, because of this this rule, this game was changed. Not everyone's going to be looking to see where the king actually is alive. And then we'll have Nicolas Cage play <laughs> the investigator. <laughs> I think that was actually Tom Hanks, but why not? Bring him in. I know. I mean, right. I mean Tom Hanks has done enough yeah. for, for that series. I think it's time for Nicolas Cage it's, to, to bring him down. To have his turn. That's right. That's, I mean, that's the perfect spot to end this thing with Nick Cage. I can't, can't beat that. I mean, uh, thank he, you, he listeners. Killed, he killed. Uh, he killed Ghost Rider. Like I, it just, I just couldn't. I, I can't forgive that. So, <laughs> thank you, uh, listeners and awesome ghosts, Rodrigo and Bridget. Um, Don't forget to Patreon. butcher my name too. Yeah, I, I have to go back and off to Rodrigo. Um, yes, we have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Show. I will put up baking content because that was good stuff. And uh, we'll put some more stuff up there as well. Uh, yep. Send us your questions and comments through oh, whatever yeah. social media. Uh, if you're sending it to Twitter, make sure you uh, maybe also tag Rodrigo and Bridget because I am no longer there. <laughs> but if you want to send them to Instagram, I will get them there. Uh, we also have an email at mnfootballshow at gmail. So feel free to use that as well. And that's it. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some big news. And yeah. if we don't, like I said, contact us. I, I hopefully will um, get a response to the Andrew Weeby after uh, having my poem published and my soccer poem being published. So that way, hey, hey. I can finally, I can finally ghostwrite those haikus for him uh, <laughs> that he puts out every every beginning of the season. So, so hope is alive, guys. <laughs> Bye.